Welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm your host, Rebecca Kinnestrand. Do you consider yourself spiritual but non-religious? Agnostic. Or maybe you grew up in a church but don't believe what you were taught there anymore. This podcast exists in that space between all-in or all-out religion. Join us in asking questions that challenge the notions of Christianity. Hi, welcome to Challenging Christianity. This is Rebecca Kinnestrand, your host. Daniel Dadashi is with me, my co-host, and Pastor Katie McCallum Soxie is here. <laughs> and uh, she is going to be talking to us today about hell. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> so we have done an episode on heaven and hell, and it's mm-hmm. beautiful, and I highly recommend you um, listening to that. But this is going to be a little bit different um, why don't you explain it, Pastor Katie? Sure. It's interestingly one of the questions that I get asked most often when we are in worship together and we are confessing the Apostles' Creed. There's a place in it where we say that Jesus descended into hell. Oh, yeah. And about mm-hmm. twice a year, someone will come to me and say, why do we say that? that the Apostles' Creed is kind of the, the oldest and the simplest of the creeds that get used frequently in worship. And sometimes people do translate, instead of the word hell, they say descend to the dead. Mm. Um, because the whole point of that part of the point of that part of the creed is just to say Jesus was really dead. He wasn't faking it. You know, like, right. Really clear about it. <laughs> he but went to I, hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the word hell. And <laughs> here's why. Um, <laughs> be, because I think there's something uh, different about that than just, that. that's trying to say something different than just Jesus was really dead. I mean, that's mm-hmm. part of it. There's a whole historical explanation about why that's in the creed, and we can come back to that if we want. Okay. But for now, what people are usually asking is, do we really believe in hell? Is that mm-hmm. a thing I have to believe if I'm going to be in this church? Right, right. And what what do we all mean when we say that? Right. And because where and sounds... how how deep are we going into hell? Right, like right. A fire right. and brimstone hell, right. or where are we going? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it it feels like something that's either mentioned in church a lot or not at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this church, and in most churches like the ELCA church that I'm a part of, it's never mentioned at all. So it's this completely random thing, really. If you came in from, you know, just never having been in, in this kind of, in a church before and you hear that, you think, well, this church obviously believes in hell. What right. does that mean? Right. But the truth is, it's one word that we say very, you know, once and then we never talk about it again. And I think that's, that's too bad in a way, because if we're going to say it, we should talk about what we mean. Well, because we most people have their ideas of it, yeah. whether they've been in church or not. Yeah. And we, yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know. From TV and movies. Yeah, and, we discussed that in our other yeah, episodes. Yeah. Like, obviously, people have seen Satan and devils and all that, you know. Right. And so yep. they're preconceived notions. Yeah, very much so. And because that idea has been used in some really abusive and and cruel ways against people as a kind of weapon. You right. Know, if you don't behave yourself, here's what's going to happen to you. Right. So a couple of weeks ago in worship, we read a parable where Jesus is talking about, look, if you put a... If you get in the way of the faith of one of these little ones, it might you know, might as well throw a millstone around your neck. And if you um, harm, if you say something harmful to somebody, you know you'll end up in hell. And so you look around after you read this out loud, and people's faces are just like, <laughs> what? And so it oh like no, a, you know, if, it, it, oh, it's the one where he says, you know, if your eyes cause you to sin, tear it out. Oh right, if cause you to sin, chop, chop it, off. it off. Yeah, oh, because it's better to go without a hand than to descend into the fiery pits of hell. Wow, you know that sounds. Right. Um, <laughs> so I took that as an opportunity to, to do some research and thinking and then talking a little bit about hell. And the thing that's really interesting to me is how much of what we think and believe about hell is nowhere in the Bible. 
Right. Um, that Jesus is describing a place that really existed outside the city of Jerusalem, like the garbage dump. Gehenna, <laughs> it's called. And it really was where people put their trash outside of the city. And so he's not talking about some under-the-ground pit of flames and huh. lava. and stuff. He's talking about the, trash the Jerusalem trash dump, which really? was on fire a lot because people were burning stuff. And there were animals living out there, and they sure. were gnashing their teeth, you know. So he's he's not talking about something after you die necessarily at all. Huh. He's talking about a thing that's right there that people could like smell for what you know, very <laughs> really. On, I have never ever time. heard yeah. of that. So that's the actual Hebrew translation. The actual Hebrew word is Gehenna. Yeah, it's not a concept that's really in the Old Testament at all. Um, the idea of what happens to you after you die really isn't really doesn't come up much in the Old Testament. It starts to come up in the New Testament, but again, so much of what we think is there is not there. It's mm-hmm. what we've been told is there or what we've picked up from other places or what the church has created out of generations. And mm-hmm. that stuff can be very helpful and fine and good, but it's not necessarily biblical. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm guessing if you ask most people just on the street, do you think there's a hell based on the Bible? They would say, well, yeah. Isn't that like a huge part, part of, of it? Bible yeah, says? heaven and hell. And right. Isn't mm-hmm. a huge part of faith trying to keep yourself out of hell? Isn't that mm-hmm. like what the whole deal is? Right? right. It's the whole point. I think understanding that very little to none of what the Bible says about something like about hell is about something that happens after you die. That's not what mm-hmm. it's that's not what that word is there for. Hmm. I think that can be really important and freeing. Then it causes you to wonder, well, then why do we even use the word at all? You know, mm-hmm. what does it mean? Why do we still say it in the Apostles' Creed if we don't really believe it? Right. Because you're going to go after you die. And the reason I think it's still valuable is because if you think about the awful things that we do to each other as human beings, um, I think sometimes we need a really strong, even offensive and profane word for that. Mm-hmm. Like this is hell. Like this is I'm hell. in hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it isn't just a sense of death. It's a sense of, like, torment and right and suffering, and it just feels like it's going to go on forever, and there is zero hope that this is ever going to end. Mm-hmm. And I think we need a word for that. Mm. Um, there's a book I read some time ago and then I reviewed again for that sermon by Rob Bell called Heaven and Hell. It's a really accessible take on the whole concept of hell, especially, and he talks about a lot of the things that I'm talking about here and he also says look that you know there are some kinds of of suffering that just feel like hell mm-hmm. and so why don't we keep that word mm-hmm. we might be using it differently than it's been used historically um but it's okay to reclaim words and to say okay we don't believe in a you know guy with a pitchfork and flames with red little tiny ears and horns or whatever uh-huh. um we're going to reject that but we are going to say that what we do to each other is so serious that we need a really powerful word for that. It makes me think about um, whether this concept this con- uh, of hell being something that we experience here on earth, is that widespread among the Christian community? Because I feel like I hear all the time about saving people from the pits of hell, <laughs> which feels like they're being literal. It yeah. feels like... I Preachers definitely are talking about oh sure saving people from a literal 
Lake of Fire. Okay, yeah. Before you answer, I was just um, on a road trip in one of the Midwestern states, mm -hmm. and um, the radio is really interesting because mm -hmm. there's a lot of Christian radio out there. And it's always the station that comes in, like my my station playing Lady Gaga or something always like fuzzes out. But the Christian radio station is always on because there's a lot of them. And there's and I actually listen to them because I'd like to hear what, you know, I have a Christian podcast. I'm like, what are you saying? You know, yeah. And so, yeah, it's their meaning a lake of fire. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of them and. There's a lot of good messaging, totally, too. And so it was it's interesting. I like to take the goods and the bads as well. But um yeah, what was your response? Yeah, I mean to that? my my you know, what I'm saying here is definitely not mainstream Christianity's take on hell. No. Mm -hmm. Um there is certainly a widespread if you look at the Christian church on earth, I would say most I'm gonna guess that most Christian denominations have some kind of version of hell implied mm -hmm. or used on a fairly frequent basis. Well, and think of the artwork. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. all over, you know, the medieval artwork, every, you know, the artwork of centuries of artwork of people in hell. <laughs> well, and it's a, it's a big power play. If you're threatening people with eternal damnation, mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of people are going to show up even just in case. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big mm -hmm. risk. <laughs> well, and it's, it's interesting because a lot of that stuff I think it's good to ask ourselves why why do people believe in hell? What does it accomplish for them? What does it do? Mm, What's the purpose? Maybe of it's it? a motivator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it has been. I mean, historically that was a huge motivator for the church. And now that we're able to scientifically look at the crust of the earth and say, Okay, there's no there's no lake of fire out there. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. What happens when there hell is, in is a lake of fire? <laughs> well, in fact, I tend to disagree. There's not a guy with a pitchfork. Right. Pitch um, so now that we say that's not a motivator anymore, then what happens? What happens when you've lost hell as a motivator for people? Or what right? happens? Like what happens when or what happens care? when you're feeling that way? When you have laments and you are feeling mm -hmm. like you are in a tormented place, but you know, there's nobody who recognizes that. Mm -hmm. There's nobody who can understand that. And so maybe Jesus descending into hell is saying, I were, I was with you in there in your torment and all the way through, right? Yep. That's, to me, that's what that line is about in the Apostles' Creed. I mean, historically, it was put in there because the church kind of wanted to address the whole problem of what happened to all these people like Moses who just happened to be born before Jesus was alive. Like a bummer for them that they're in hell because they didn't believe in Jesus. And so, right. you know, it was part of, and I'm being a little sarcastic, Yeah. part of the theology was that Jesus would go down to hell. It's called the harrowing of hell. And he would rescue all the people who were really good who oh, just wow. had the historical misfortune to be born before him. And then, and then, you know, it's a hard reset. Yeah. Right? The historical um, misfortune yeah. well, before you know. him. I know. So that's it's kind of, like, that's part of Or what, all the babies who die before right. they know, or they're baptized, yeah. and all of that. So yes. it's, a, it's got a historical theology that we can look at now and maybe say, okay, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Uh -huh. But can that line still have meaning? And to me, exactly what you just said, Rebecca, is the meaning of that line, because for people who have been in an awful, terrible, suffering place or are right now, for them to hear, and Jesus has gone into that. That to me is what the crucifixion is about. That's what that line is about. That's what at the heart of Christianity. It's not if you do good things and believe real hard, you're going to go to heaven after you die. Mm -hmm. It's wherever you are in this life, God is with you. 
and that's not as sexy for televangelists, (laughs) (laughs) but it is, to me, profoundly more meaningful and needed. I can see the the desire to cling to an idea of hell to make this world feel more fair. Because I think there are people here who think, I've been gravely hurt physically or emotionally, and there doesn't seem to be any recourse here. But I know that there's going to be fairness eventually. Eventually, I'm going to be saved, and that person or those people who oh, hurt wow. me will be punished. Oh, wow, you are vindictive. But I think, I think that, brings, that brings a lot of joy to some people, or even just comfort. Shady Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can I can see right, that. Right, like you'll get yours. Just or you know. my life feels unfair. It feels like I've been dealt like the worst deck of cards ever. Mm. But this deck of cards, th- those people who ha- who seem mm-hmm. to have it good, they don't even know. Mm-hmm. And I you'll think get... that can feel sure. fair. When I mean, you know, I say this about I don't believe in a hell that's after you die. But there are times in my life when I think, I kind of think, I kind of wish I did right now. <laughs> and it's because someone has done something either to me or mm-hmm. to another person or that I find so abhorrent that I can't figure out how else that they're going to get what they what they should. <laughs> what I right? think they deserve. And wow. So then part of the question is, wait a minute now. <laughs> the judgment is rolling wow. in this room. That's right. What in me needs there to be a hell? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that is part of it. There's mm-hmm. humans have desire for, for control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's all kinds all of, of that. motivations going on. Things want, mm-hmm. You want to put the world in order in some kind. And when it's really just a trash heap. Order's easy. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, just a Jerusalem a trash, trash heap. heap. And someone will always come up, like someone did the Sunday I preached about hell. Someone came up to me afterward and said, what about Hitler? Someone always says, what about Hitler? What about Hitler, <laughs> right. When you say mm-hmm. there's no hell, someone always says, what about Hitler? I always also like to say, you know, slave owners yes. and like, come on, they're... Yeah. There's some there's, there's some bad stuff bad stuff, man. And I don't have a definitive answer to that other than again, I'm not sure that when we look within ourselves, why are we asking? Why do we mm-hmm. need it to be fair? Why do we, why do right. we need to someone right. to there to be a hell just right. for this one person that we think deserves right. it? Mm-hmm. What I mean, do, in the end, we don't know for sure. That's right. And does big it, part of the deal here. What does it matter? I guess, you know, when you're walking through your own life, what does it matter that, you know, this, who am I to say, having never been, you know, having suffered in such a way, but to be focused on other people where they're going after they're dead, you know, like that's a little strange to me, you know, you can have evil wishes upon them as much as you want, but where they actually may be is, I I find myself, usually I'm wishing that someone has a lot of small inconveniences in their day. I don't want anything really bad to happen. I'd feel guilty. I damn you with inconvenience. I hope all the close parking spots are taken. I hope your grocery bag breaks. It rains on your wedding day. (laughs) I don't even go that big because I don't want to feel actually guilty. I want to be able to be like... No, they just have a lot yeah, of little inconveniences. Totally, the, for the today. wheel is squeaky on your shopping cart. Yep, going to be rough. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> what do you think about the podcast? Let us know what you want us to talk about because we just make it up over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at Challenging Christianity Podcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. We'll talk yeah. to you next time. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.